You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Welcome back. We are here for episode number 10, DJ just told us, DJ. DJs are awesome producers. We have a live studio audience today. We do. Uh, well, not really. We, we have DJ brought his friend, uh, Nathan, to, to uh, the recording today. But so. he came all the way from Arkansas. Whoa. He just for the podcast. Just for this. <laughs> so. Come on. People think that Arkansas is like lame, but it's sick. It's awesome. It's amazing. I actually, I've heard that it's actually pretty cool. Anyway. <laughs> I've never I had no thoughts about Arkansas. Well, now I think lame. it's Now you do. I think well, it's good. Cool, cool. So. I'm in. Now it's time to rate that apple. Yeah, it is. And so today's apple, I'll let Ben tell you. Gosh, it's just a good one. It's a newer <laughs> one for us. Um, had it recently. This is your first time this having it, This is my it, first right? time. It is an autumn glory. And found it at Stu Leonard's. Pastor Joey did. Found it at Stu Leonard's. It says, like on the sign, that it has hints of cinnamon and caramel. It does. It, and it you know, really does. Actually, uh, Ben, I hate to correct you. It's hints of cinnamon, but notes of caramel. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa. <laughs> notes. There's there's notes of caramel. Be. But sorry. All right. We'll <laughs> stop being snobs. We'll stop being snobs. I promise. Apple snobs. Let's let's go for it. Okay. Let's rate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brianna, I'll let you start today. I have to say, I do taste the caramel. Yeah, you do. The apple is a little soft, softer than I would prefer. Hmm. There's something about the skin makes it so much chewing. I feel like your apple vocabulary is maybe just a little bit um, newer developed. I don't think you're looking for softer in the skin. Okay, I think Waxy. you're looking for like a chewier, like, um, like a... It's I'm more of like a chewier, it. like waxy type of skin, right? Is is that what we're getting, Ben? I mean, a tiny bit. I just want to turn my apple around. Look at the bite that I got, y'all. That was a good bite. Like you get a good bite with it. I didn't. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the taste is just awesome. Yeah. So if you, it, it's like, let's just like cut right to the chase here. If you were to, um. Take the skin off this apple and just eat the inside. I honestly think you'd have a great time. Like, it would, it, this apple would be a 10 out of 10 with just that because it would still maintain its crispiness, but it would kind of get rid of that waxiness on the outside texture a little bit. Um, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this apple overall. The only thing that brings it down is really the is really the skin brings it down slightly. So I, I'm gonna go. You can't go. You you can't go too crazy. I'm gonna say hey, that. Wait. Sorry. Yeah. Can we three two one our our rating? Oh, I like that. That's you that's, that's okay. a great idea. Do you have yours ready? I have mine ready. All right. All right. Oh, okay. Three, two, one. Nine. Eight. <laughs> What'd you give it? Oh, seven. Okay, it's seven, nine, eight, point eight. As you can see, me and Ben's ratings seem to be a little <laughs> closer than Brianna than, than Brianna's Listen, regularly. I just am not an apple enthusiast like they are. This is not as sweet as I wanted it to be. It's not what I sweet? expected. 
Like, I think it's sweet, but I don't think it's like. This is great. I don't know. I'm really I'm sorry, guys. Here's my problem, though. I just want to eat the whole thing. Yeah. But we got a podcast to do. We do. Um, yeah, do you what a great transition. That is a great transition. So, obviously, I know that um, those of you that I've been watching every week, we have a good consistent, like, um, like 50 or so viewers. We have a good consistent wow. 50 or so viewers. Thank you, thank guys. Thank you. For, if you watch the Uncanceled podcast on we a semi-regular you. basis, thank you. Yes. Um, but anyway... Uh, we have more important things to talk about than apples. We're going to talk about the Bible. Uh, I encourage you, if you didn't watch the sermon from Wednesday night, go ahead and watch that. We, yes. uh, really good. We, we, uh, I really, really enjoyed preaching that sermon. I had a great time. I usually enjoy preaching my sermons. I <laughs> rarely don't. Um, but um, uh, actually, I never don't, don't <laughs> like preaching a sermon. I don't know why I said rarely. But anyway, last week we talked about what the life of a Christian should look like, right? Yes. And... The life of a Christian is really and truly uh, misunderstood by so many people. And last week, you can go ahead and rewatch and see our different points. But last week, one of our points was prayer, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And we talked about prayer. And I mentioned that at some point, I'd like to do a teaching on how we can actually pray. And so the life of a Christian, kind of looking at our second week of what should the life of a Christian look like, the life of a Christian should be uh, a life of prayer, should be a continual lifestyle of prayer. And But many questions I have from people and students and leaders and uh, different people inside the church is, you know, I'd really like to pray, but I just seem like it's, it's boring. Like, I don't know what to do next. I don't know what to say. I, I don't know exactly what's happening. And the problem is, is that there's a lack of teaching how to pray. We just tell people to pray, but we right. don't actually tell people how to pray. Yeah. And the good news is that I don't actually have to really tell you, you know, here's how, here's how you pray uh, with, like, on my own accord, because the Bible actually tells us how we can pray. Yes. Yep. And so if you're following along with the Bible app or with the Bible, uh, we have our paper ones. I actually lost my Bible, uh, so I'm using Brianna's call us. right now. It's, it has his oh, name on it. Uh-oh. All this different stuff in here. It's my special notes. Amen. Anyway, From who cares? The Lord. Um, but <laughs> he said, who cares? Uh, anyway, but Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter six how we can pray. He gives us very clear instructions of how we can pray. So I'm going to go ahead and read uh, the. Actually, do you guys have it open? Yes. Can you guys just read uh, by you guys, Ben? Can you read Matthew six five through uh, through eight? what it says Matthew 6 5 and when you pray you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others truly I say to you they have received their reward but when you pray go into your room and shut the door and pray to the father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you verse 7 and when you pray do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Amen. So that's what Jesus says. And I think that a couple of things that are important to uh, point out before we talk about prayer is prayer is a personal prayer, not corporate prayer, like when you're doing it with your friends or like at church. But personal prayer should be done in private. 
That seems pretty obvious, but sometimes people think that, you know, I'm going to let everybody know about my prayer, and I'm going to, you know, like, you know, the, the Pharisees, what they would do and what Jesus is talking about is they would literally stand on the street corners and shout all these phrases and say all these things and look all spiritual and religious and, you know, and theest father, would thouest grant me with, with thee wishes. And, you know, they say all these King James words that the Pharisees didn't actually say that because they didn't even speak English. They spoke Hebrew. But, like, that's what some people in the body of Christ do today. You know, they'll be in worship, and all of a sudden you hear that weird guy in the corner just shouting these and thous, and all he can ever say is the King James Version and stuff like that, and they just talk. When it, you know, when they talk to you normally, they sound like they're just speaking normal English, but then as soon as the Bible comes up, all of a sudden all they could talk is King James, you know, yeah. uh, language. And it's true, like, people do that, but it's unfortunate because that's not the way that you need to talk to God. That's not Jesus is saying right now. You don't need to shout up all these phrases and say all these lofty words and try and sound like these great orators or right. speak or speakers because yeah. that's what Jesus is actually saying. He says phrases as the Gentiles do. The Gentiles in that time, they were very big on speaking and being good orators and saying all these lofty phrases and all these lofty words. And Jesus is like, there's no need to do that. You don't need to talk to the to talk to your heavenly father like that. You can talk to him just as you would talk to anybody else. Right. You don't have to say all these special words. Yeah. Right. There's that scripture that says that people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The things that are on the outside, like we don't have to, like you're saying, do all of those things like these these people in the Bible did, of praying on the street corner, acting as though we're holier than other people. And God doesn't God doesn't see that as valuable. But what he he looks at your heart. What's the position of your heart when you're coming to him? Are you coming to him to like actually talk to him, or are you just doing it to show other people? Right, right. God wants. He's not interested in us just having like a showy relationship with him for the purpose of puffing up our pride. But it says, go into your room and shut the door. Like God is interested yeah. in having yeah. a personal relationship with you, where you're talking to him. And praying because you want to. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, so many people, they like to be be so, uh, they, they are all of a sudden religious when they walk through the church. And, you know, they say they're these and they're thous and they say all the right things. And really and truly, those people that do that, they really have no relationship with the Lord. Outside of church, they don't have that deep personal relationship with him because the reason why I know that is because if they did, they'd understand that they can just talk to God. The Bible says pray without ceasing. What that means is basically stay connected to the Lord throughout your entire life, yeah. throughout your entire day. I can talk to God right now while Ben is talking in the podcast and just say, you know, like, uh, Lord, help me help me with these next things that I have to say. Like, I could talk to him as if he's a normal person because he created us. He is a person. The Bible says that. He's, right. He is one of, God the Father is one of the three people of the Trinity. Yep. Yes, he is God. Yes, he is the Lord. You should be respectful to him. 100%, you should fear him. But we don't have to act like he's some extraterrestrial being that you have to say all these special words and phrases. So it's really important to speak to God um, with, without trying to be overly uh, religious. Yeah. So the first thing that I want to talk about before I get into, you know, personal, before I get into like kind of like the breakdown of Matthew 6 is the very first thing that I do when I pray. 
I'm going to hit you with, like, I think, like, six things to do when you pray to have a healthy prayer life and to be able to feel like you're actually accomplishing something and doing something and knowing what to say when you pray. The first thing that I do when I pray every single time is I pray in the Spirit. I pray in the Spirit or I pray in tongues. The reason why I do that is because it gets my faith stirring right away because I'm speaking uh, with speech that is not of my own. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit. That's what tongues are. We've talked about this before. You can go back and watch our podcast with Evangelist Wesley if you want more information on tongues. But tongues, it's spirit-inspired speech. It is the Spirit giving you the things to say, and you're opening your mouth and speaking them. So when I'm praying in the Spirit, the Bible says, does anybody have Jude? You have Jude up? Can you read that, Ben? What what does the Bible say when I pray in the Spirit? Jude, verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Building yourself up in the most holy faith and praying in the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, your faith gets built up. I will literally sometimes feel like I don't want to pray at all. Man, I'm tired. Don't feel like praying. I'll begin to pray in the Spirit, and I'll find myself even jumping sometimes when I just start to pray in the Spirit. Not because I'm an emotional or overly overly excited just in my flesh, but because something is just stirring in me. My faith is being built up, and so it motivates me to continue you through the rest of the prayer by praying in the spirit yeah yeah no, go ahead. you just can't help get excited when you pray in the spirit and and like pastor joey said it just it just gets you ready to keep praying and, right. and gets you motivated to keep praying yeah absolutely absolutely prayer praying in the spirit i encourage you sometimes i'll pray in the spirit for five minutes before i even like do anything and really and truly I pray in the Spirit, but I couple it with something else. And it's actually the first point that I have here in the Lord's Prayer. The Lord literally says, the Lord himself, God in the flesh, Jesus Christ says, when you pray, pray like this. What does that mean? That literally means here is a guide to how you can pray. So many of us don't know how to pray, and I'd encourage us to open up our Bible and read this passage whenever we get confused on how to pray because the Lord shows us. This is not Jesus just saying to repeat a couple of phrases and say a couple of things and to be religious again and just repeat this prayer and that's you, you know, praying. It's him actually showing us a guide for how we can pray. How do I know this? Because Jesus prayed a lot longer than this prayer. The Bible tells us in various scriptures that Jesus would sometimes depart for hours to pray. I don't think that it takes an hour to say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. That was about 10 seconds, maybe. Like, you know, like, like, just like you you guys get the point. Jesus wasn't saying, pray this 12-second, 15-second prayer. Every single time you pray, he was giving a model to the way that we should pray. So the first thing he says is, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What does that mean, hallowed? You know, that sounds, you know, like, you know, so religious. You know, what, what does that mean? He's just saying, may your name be have honor, God. Uh, you know, uh, he's calling on his father first and foremost. Again, showing that relationship that we have with him. Right. And then saying, hallowed be your name. What is this? The first thing, that, the second thing that you could do when you pray. The first thing was pray in the spirit. But really and truly, I couple these first two things together. The second thing is praise. Yeah. So you pray in the spirit and you praise. So I might be praying in the spirit. I'm moving. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you. You're so good. Just lifting up his name and glorifying who he is. Yeah. In the in the NLT version, it says, may your name be kept holy. And, like, so, like, take that time. So you don't have to rush it either. Like, like 
praise God until you feel so excited that you like you get to like give him praise and not like you you praise we we praise because God tells us to but we also praise because he's worthy of it yes. and praise until you actually believe that like that's that's kind of how sometimes what I do I'm like all right like I'm doing this because I know that I need to but I'm going to keep praising God in, until I'm I'm thankful until I'm grateful for what he's done in my life like yes. that kind of a awesome. thing it's it's an opportunity to show God honor for all that he's done because he's again like you were just saying worthy of it right 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 absolutely and if you ever need motivation to praise because sometimes we do. We need motivation to praise. It's kind of like, yeah. I, I don't really feel like it right now. Think about what Jesus did for you on the cross, and it will give you motivation to praise. Absolutely. Think about the fact that Jesus rose yes. from the dead and defeated death. Like, think right. about the fact that if he didn't die, I would have no reason to living. You might as well let, like, this is, this is like, kind of harsh. But if Jesus, if there was never a promise for Jesus to come, and if Jesus didn't come, and because in the Old Testament there was a promise, in the New Testament there was the fact that he already has come. If there wasn't any of that promise, you might as well just die today. You might as well. Right. Because, you, because you're just going to spend eternity in hell apart from God. But because of Jesus, you have life. Because of Jesus, right. you have eternity. So that's enough right there for yep. me to even stand up right now and begin yeah. to give God praise. Right. You, that is your motivation as a believer to praise, is that man, God... Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. I'm sure you could think about times in your life where God did something for you. You could praise him for that. There is motivation to praise right. always. You can praise at any time, in any season, any moment, in any situation because you know what Christ has done for you. Yeah, amen. amen. So amen. praise. Pray in the spirit and praise. And when you begin to praise, I, said, I say this all the time because it's such a powerful scripture. Psalm 22, 3. God inhabits that praise. He comes in his presence, rests on that praise. Um, you know, I'll explain this to you guys very quickly. People say that God is omnipresent, meaning that God is everywhere. And it's true, God is everywhere. God, God absolutely can be anywhere at any time. But I think that the key is that God can be anywhere at any time. The reason why I say that is because I, I've been studying this out. God is not present in hell. God is not present in hell. He is not there, right? The, the hell is the absence of God. What does that mean? That literally means that God can choose to make himself not be somewhere if he doesn't want to be there. He could choose for his presence to not rest somewhere if he doesn't want it to rest there. So when we praise, what we do is we invite the presence of God. That's what that means when you are inviting the yeah. presence of God. It's because God's presence can come and be in a place, but if God's, but if you know there's wickedness and evil and they don't want the presence of God there, God's presence doesn't have to be there. Mm. Right. So when we praise, you're inviting his presence, and now as a believer, his presence is already with you. He's already with you by his spirit, of course. But his presence rides on praise. It comes and it dwells upon his praise. So when you praise, that's what you're doing. You're inviting the presence of God. Yeah. So praise uh, and praying in the spirit. The next thing, your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. This right here is praying for God's will. One, one thing that people don't understand is they think that you always have to ask God what his will is. Mm. And sometimes you do, you know, God, you know, like. What should I, I do? Right, what should I do? Like, like you know, ben, ben, you know, could probably share stories with you guys about, you know, times where uh, even recently him and I talking, you know, for direction, knowing what he should do next, that type of thing, right? 
That's normal. The Bible doesn't say in you know in you know Ben one three. Ben, when when you're when you are twenty three years old, here's what I want you. Like it doesn't say that. Right. So you have to sometimes seek God's will. But right. the Bible is God's will. Yep. Right. So if it's already stated in the Bible, you don't have to ask Him if it's His will. If you're praying for people to be saved, don't say, no, Lord, if it be your will that they get saved. No, it is his will. It says so in his word that he's not willing that anyone should perish. If you're praying and believing for healing, it says in his word that he's a healer, that he took our sickness and disease. You can already believe God that he's a healer and pray for healing and know it's his will. So this is an opportunity here for you to pray for people to be saved. It's a, your time for uh, to pray for people to be healed. Uh, it's a time for you to pray for revival to take place because God wants to see revival. Right. Yeah. And it can also be a time for you to pray for specific things like, you know, Lord, like, you know, I pray for your, your will to be done, uh, you know, with, with my life. You know, I pray for your will to be done in these different situations. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, the more that you read God's word and know his will, it makes it easier for you to pray. I know that, like, I used to have the same questions, like what Joey was saying, like, you know, like, what is God's will? Like, I just, you know, you just can pray like, oh, like, God, let your will be done. But no, we can know what God's best. That's really what it is. What God's best is for us. God's will is God's best for us. And that's what his word says. So you don't have to, you know, God, I pray that I don't have fear today. No, it's not, it's not a wondering if you have to have fear or not, but you know, the Bible, like the Bible says that he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. So you can pray that because it's his will. That's just an example of no, like once you start to know the word of God and like search the word of God, if you're wondering like, does God want me to have this? Does God want me to be protected? You know, look up Psalms 91. That's yeah. God's will for you about protection. You know, there's we don't have to wonder what the will of God is because we have his word. So if you're wondering about something, if you can pray for something, look in God's word so that you can know how to pray, yeah. how to pray about it. And as you spend time in the word, the Holy Spirit, as you're praying, will just bring those scriptures back to absolutely. your remembrance and then you're able to pray them. Yeah, um, absolutely. And one thing that, that Pastor Joey just kind of hit on, um, it says in Romans 12:1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Like this is something that's in God's word. That's his will that you live for him. And so you can say, Lord, I know it's your will for me to, to be submitted to mm. you. What do you want me to do in this moment? Mm. I have a decision in front of me. What, what is your will it's for good. this moment? Yes, absolutely. Those, the, all, all of that is powerful. And you know, one thing that I, I want to say that I forgot to say, start with, oh, you, you always start with praise and praying in the spirit because you want to, you don't want to just go to God with a bunch of things that you want and need and stuff like right. that because that's not cool. Like if I literally only asked my friends, uh, talk to my friends when I needed something, that's not really true friendship. Yeah. That's not really like proper relationship. Right. So, we praise because we tell him how great he is. And then it's so cool because then we pray for his will. Yeah. Like, we're not even asking him for anything that's not his will yet. Like, it's just like, okay, Lord, like, like we're talking about your will right now. We're talking about your word. And I even pray for others before I pray for myself ever. 
I like kind of start with praise. I move into others-based prayer and then like intercession prayer. And then I go and I pray for more things that are relating to myself or my ministry. I'll pray for my ministry before I'll pray for myself too, like like impact, youth, faith, church, all of that stuff. Um, but then it's so amazing because as you shift down, you know, you're, then you start to pray for God's will in your life. You kind of head into the next category, which is give us this day our daily bread. Daily bread is meaning like what we need today. Like mm-hmm. this is a time for you to pray for your personal needs. God, some people, you know, sometimes drill so hard, don't go to God, you know, don't just go to God with your needs that they forget that. No, like you actually do go to God with your needs. It's just that that's not the only thing that you go right. to him for. Right. He makes a place for you to say, no, this is what I need. Why? Because he is a provider, because he has the answer. You it, Just like you can go to a friend when you do need something, you can go to God when you need something. You should go to God when you need something because He he's the supplier. He's the provider. He has the answer for you. So yeah. at this point, you know, I, I'll just share with you my personal life. The first thing I pray for, and this is going to sound so opposite of what I pray for to say that this is the first thing I pray for, but it is. The first thing I pray for is I pray for humility. I pray for humility always. The first thing I, I pray for, because sometimes you can get puffed up with pride as you, you know, God uses you to do things. And so you ask God to, to, uh, to hide you behind the foot of the cross, ask for humility. I, I pray for things like wisdom. I pray for um, the fruit of the Spirit. One thing the Lord has me pray is to be a man of fruit and character and a man of faith and power at the same time. You know, someone that shows the fruit of the Spirit and also the character of God, but then also someone that operates in the power of God as well. And so I pray for those things, but then I'll also pray for my wife. I'll also pray for uh, my future family. I'll also pray for God's provision on my life. There's so much to pray for in our in each of these categories. And if at any point I kind of just like have said something, you know, I brought a request before the Lord and I say, Lord, help me be humble. I'll then start praying in the spirit again. Like I'll just continually pray in the spirit. Most of my prayer time is actually praying in the spirit. Most of my prayer time is actually praying in the spirit. Yes, I do still talk to God, but here's why most of my prayer time is praying in the spirit. is because of what Romans chapter 8 says about praying in the spirit. I'll read the scripture to you real quick. I'm almost there. Acts, Romans. It pays to know the Bible in order, by the way. It really, really does. <laughs> yeah, they made does. me memorize it at a Bible college. Um, Romans 8. Well, they didn't make me. I chose to not fail my test. Um, <laughs> Romans 8.26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes with us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Why do I pray in the Spirit? Because I know when I pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's interceding for me, praying for God's perfect will to be done. So when I'm praying for humility, I'm praying, and then I pray in the Spirit, the Spirit is interceding for that will of God to be done, which God's will is for me to be humble. And so that's why I pray in the Spirit. I spend a lot of the time praying in, in the Spirit, but then I also spend time praying for these needs as well. Yeah, it's good. Really good. And, and like you were saying, God wants us to bring you know our needs before him because he is a good father. And because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, he's the only one that can meet our needs. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes, he is. He's the only one. Uh, so pray for your personal needs. And then uh, there's two more points that I have for you. So far we have, uh, can you guys recap for me as I pull up that, that, uh, that um, 
We have pray in the spirit, praise, will of God. Pray for the will of God and ask God for what you need. Pray. Very simple. Pray in the spirit, praise, God's will, personal needs. Next, last two here. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. And the Lord says in his in his prayer, and forgive us our debts as we have all have forgiven our debtors. Right, that's very important because you have to first go before God and say, you know, Lord, you know, is there anyone that I that I need to forgive? But then you also need to see if the Lord wants you to wants you to forgive uh, or needs you to forgive you of something as well. And so you can ask the Lord, Lord, have I offended you in any way? I want to be right before you. I want to make sure I'm living right before you. And usually the Lord actually will tell me if I'm not doing something right before him, even before I, I go to this point in time. But I'll make sure that I'm not harboring unforgiveness towards anybody else. So th- this is an important part of prayer. Yeah. Really not much more to say on that. It's just forgiveness, pray in the Spirit, see what the Lord might speak to you. Yeah, Um, Next, a prayer of protection. A prayer of protection. Lead us into temptation, and and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What is this? This is a prayer right here that's saying, like, God, help me not, help me live right before you. Help me live holy before you. Help me not, like, you know, fall into temptation. Because... If you're a believer, you shouldn't want to sin. Right. You shouldn't desire to sin. So, Lord, help me be holy before you. Help me not, right. not fall short. Help me be a, live a holy lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And something that I always think of, too, is that I thank God that he always provides a way of escape right. when that temptation comes. Good. Is that, like, you know, I, I ask God for that protection, but then I say, like, thank you, God, that, like, with that, you also provide a way of escape, that you protect me, you help me to live holy, and to, that you help me to not live that way by providing that escape. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Let, I'll say one more thing. Uh, some translations, the King James would be one of them, and the New King James say, again, uh, for thine is the kingdom and power and glory forever and ever. Amen. So even though it's not in every translation of the Bible, something I just like to do at the end of my prayer time, you know, after, so I start again with praying in the Spirit and praising, and I kind of pray through in the Spirit throughout, but, you know, starting praying in the Spirit, praising, uh, praying for God's will, uh, praying for my personal needs, forgiveness, and then uh, a prayer of protection. I pray for those six things, but something that I do to end my prayer time is I just give God like thanks and praise, just that I know that he's going to answer my prayers, I know he hears my prayers, and just give him praise at the end because it's a good thing to do. It's, yeah. good, it's good to just give God praise at the, at the end of your time in prayer. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And praise him for what he's going to do and what he's already done. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If you follow that model I just said, if you follow that model I just said, you can and pray. You can pray for a lot longer than you think you can if you follow sure. that model. If you don't follow that model, I understand why you can only pray for five minutes. You know, uh, God. You know, thank you. Um, uh, you know, help me, God. Like I, I you know, uh, I don't know. Let me just listen. Hello. <laughs> like it's like it's like you 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 have nothing going for you, and then you listen for you get so discouraged because you listen for three seconds and nothing is being said to you. The when you pray in the spirit, 
you open yourself up to be able to hear God's voice even right. more. Yeah. And so you're praying in the spirit, you're praying for God's will, and you start to feel things come into your spirit that God is speaking to you. So it's not boring for me to just sit there and pray in tongues because I know that something's getting done. I know that something's being accomplished in the spirit, even though I can't see it in the natural right, right now. So if you pray like that, you can pray. I mean, you could pray for an hour. Don't start there. Like, you know, you'll be discouraged because you won't be able to do it. Like, it's it can be hard to pray for an hour if you've never prayed for 10 minutes. Start yeah. with 10 minutes. Right. You know, I think that if the, if the common Christian, not a minister, a common Christian, prays for 10 to 15 minutes every day and reads their Bible for 10 to 15 minutes every day, the world would be so different because the reality is that Christians, while they might read their little devotional in the morning or whatever, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, I'm sorry, this is not to be insulting towards anyone. You can read a devotional. It's not a substitute for the word of God. Right. Yeah. A devotional is not the Bible. Opening up a devotional and reading a paragraph on, you know, like God's love for you today it is, not, is not reading the Bible. It's someone's thoughts about the Bible. So you should actually open up the Bible and read it. Five minutes in a devotional, reading the U version scripture of the day is really not spending time with the Lord. It's better than nothing, but it's still, it's still not, not adequate enough. Right. So I encourage you, say, you know what, I'm gonna, I don't even care. Set a timer for 10 minutes and pray. Set a timer for 10 minutes and read your Bible. If you did that every single day, you would start to grow in your faith, and then you'll have a desire to do it more. Like, oh, let me try 15 minutes today. That's right. You know, oh, let me try 20 minutes yeah. today. You can just keep advancing and keep moving forward. That's not right. to discourage anybody if you haven't been reading your Bible. Rather, though, it's to encourage you. Like, hey, do that and see how your life might be different. Christians would be way better off if they did this and we wouldn't have the problems with Christians. Like, I hate having uh, the same students have the same problems all the time and then asking them if they're reading their Bible and their answer is no. Because I know that it would be solved and it yeah. would be much easier for them if they did. Yeah. Yeah. Just try it. Just try it for, for a week. Try praying in the Spirit for two minutes before you start praying or before you start reading your Bible. Just right. try it and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. He's a real God who wants to hear from you and wants to know you and have that relationship with you. And it's not like you're not going to feel like you're just talking to a wall because God's going to start answering your prayers and doing things in your life. So like Ben said, try it and get to know who God is and see him change your life. Yeah, yep. absolutely. So that that is a way that that's that's a way to pray is how the Bible says that you can pray. And now, if you don't pray in that exact order, I don't think God's going to smite you or anything like that. So, like, don't, like, get, get me wrong here. Like, it's just, it is a guide prayer. Uh, but I do think there's a reason why Jesus put those things uh, the way that they are. I do think that they're, that Jesus put it in that order for, like, a good reason. And I think that Jesus certainly uh, wants us to pray for those things if they are in, you know, uh, there. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that I think that you would be much better off and uh, than most Christians and on a really good path and good start if you could even pray for half of those things to, uh, to yeah. start and yeah. and evol and develop from there. You know, obviously getting to a point where you want to pray more. But you know, that's it. I'm gonna say it one more time. If you want to write it down, I'm gonna say it real slow. Pray in the spirit. That's the first one. Pray in the spirit. Set your alarm for a minute. Sometimes I do that. Two minutes, five minutes, however long you want to pray in the spirit to start. Really and truly pray in the spirit until like you feel like you're so excited. That's what I like to do. That's the first one, pray in the spirit. Second, praise. 
And that should only take you a second to write down. Praise. Third, God's will. Fourth, you can um, personal prayer. Fifth, forgiveness. And then sixth, prayer of protection. Prayer of protection. And that's protection of falling into temptation. It's not just like praying that God would protect you. You can include that in personal prayer. And then lastly, I like to end in praise again. So if you do that, you'll have a successful prayer life, I promise you. Try it out sometime, and let me know how it goes if you do try it out. I'm curious. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in to the Uncanceled podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, drop a comment. Prayer is power. Prayer is power. Let's see if anybody actually does it. Prayer is power. <laughs> God bless you guys. We see you next you. week. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled podcast. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.